Stay tuned for Love Talk coming up now with your host, Evelyn Davison. Her guest is Linda Chandler talking today about Christmas trees, roots, vines, and fruit. Thank you, John. Uh, this is Evelyn Davison at today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge, broadcasting out of Austin, Texas. Uh, John, we're worldwide now. We, we got an got a email uh, two weeks ago from a guy uh, in uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, my goodness. Uh, who had been listening to us. And, you know, we don't know. We have this uh, the beautiful studio here in Austin, Texas. And that is where we sit up and where we live practically. And our, our view sometimes is so limited. And what we want to do today is we're going to talk about Christmas trees. Mm. Christmas trees. They're, they're popular right now, I would say. But we, um, in the studio with me today, I have my good friend, Reverend Linda Chandler. Linda is a parent of three boys. She's the founder of Host Ministries. And, oh, that's exciting. And uh, her husband, Gary, is a retired superintendent from Copeland Schools. And uh, just really, uh, Linda and Gary both are vital parts of our National Day of Prayer leadership in Austin. And I want to welcome you, Linda. Good to have you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for using the word vital. That makes us like a heartbeat. Oh. All right, I'm glad I put you on the payroll. Except, you know, we don't get money here. We get it. Well, we, we know it. who we're serving. We're serving the one that has eternal benefits. I know. Right? Yeah. So his pay is out of this world. Out of this it world. Is, I, I, you know, Billy Sunday uh, gave that sermon one time. Payday someday. Oh, I like that. Payday Obvious. Sunday. Payday yeah. Sunday. You pull him up and get it on the web. Okay. Oh, Billy Sunday was an evangelist in early America. and But we are excited you're here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to have, this is really an exciting time as we prepare uh, to celebrate a birthday for the Lord Jesus and um, talk about the Christmas trees. You know, everywhere we look, there's a beautiful Christmas tree. I have a friend that put eight Christmas trees in her house. Oh, my goodness. Wow. But I'm not talking about the kind that are green. I'm talking about those that are that are real light. And so today we're going to talk about the birthday of Jesus and talk about the ultimate Christmas tree, which is the cross. We're going to start with trees. We're going to talk about roots, vines, and fruit. And, you know, it's um, that's our reason for being here. Or mine. Why are you here, Linda? Well, I'm here for exactly the same reason, because I want to talk about this. And I think that Jesus is, um, this year in my church, I was struggling over, okay, we're going to put up a tree, and what what meaning, you know, yeah. does that really have for us? It's not in the Bible, go put up a tree and, you know, put some lights on it and all of that kind of Martin stuff. Martin Luther started that tradition. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so I was like, what do I do with that, Lord? And Because I mm-hmm. want to celebrate. And he began to talk to me, really, about the tree of life, that Jesus is that tree of life. The cross was a barren tree mm-hmm. that he was hung on. But if we go over to Revelations 22, um, it says, the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing mm-hmm. from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great city street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. So when I read that, that's the end of the story. But So Christmas becomes the whole story for us today. He's come for us. He's got up on that cross for us. He showed his arms of love, you know, and now he's bearing fruit. 
fruit through us. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember we're rooted into that story. We are, and we're a gift. You know, that's the thing about Christmas trees is you re- you just usually surround it with gifts, and that's what the Lord has done for us. If the Christmas tree is the cross of Calvary, mm-hmm. then there are many, many gifts either on the tree or under the tree. And it is exciting to think about Christmas and what it means to us today. Um, You know, I grew up in the Great Depression, and we made our decorations, and we didn't have lights. Mm. And I can remember the very first Christmas tree we had that had colored lights on it, and we thought we were rich. (laughs) Oh, wow. You know, it it was such a... and, And we were not Christians, but, you know, that was the tradition. Mm-hmm. In my my day at my mom's family, uh, and it then we all came together for lunch. And when you look back on yesterday, and you think about how God has really opened up our ears and eyes to see Him at work, and we look at our world, and and there's just such a need for hope right now. Oh, I I I totally agree with that. I I think that that is what you could look at, like the twinkling lights on the trees, the different attributes of God, that hope, that love, that joy. I think about Christmas for me because I did grow up as a Christian. My grandparents were very very mm-hmm. steeped in it. Um, we didn't do the Santa Claus thing at all. Well, I did it at my house because my dad loved the Santa Claus. Oh, stuff. really? Yes, but. On your mom's side, you didn't. Yeah, but on my mom's side, no. It was all about Jesus and the birth of Jesus. But I can remember I would get so excited about going to my grandparents because it was, to me, almost magical. Mm -hmm. We would go and the family would gather. We would read the story of baby Jesus and the tree and the lights on it. And it makes me think that we should approach this season, too, with that childlike faith. Absolutely. And you know that faith comes to us through the vine. We're going to talk about the vine today. Amen. Good. But, you know, we're talking about trees. Originally, there were two trees that were very important in the life of God's created children. Yes. Adam and Eve lived in a garden of the perfect place that God had created for them. And he set apart a piece of himself that was the tree of life and the tree of choice or the tree of knowledge, which is scripture. Good and evil. Yeah, good and evil. Well, you know, you know, what's good and what's not good. And, you know, we all know the story of Eve, how she was deceived and and, uh, how it made a major difference in their life and their relationship with the Lord, with the God, our Father. Because there is a little dialogue in Genesis where it says that... uh, let us remove, let us remove the tree of life. There was a tree of life yes. and the tree of choice. Yes. Let us remove the tree of life, lest they eat of it and live forever. Exactly. That tree of life became the cross. Yes. It is that bridge that we go from not knowing what kind of choices to make to the very perfect will of God and the, and the living spirit of God. And so a tree is important. A tree is really important in our life in the area of believing that it is a gift. Yes. The and cross it, is a gift to us. And it's where we load all of our hope into it. Because hope is what sustains you. 
Because as we talk out there, there's a lot of people today, if you're listening, you might be, I don't like Christmas. I'm discouraged. It it's, doesn't have good memories. I don't have the little happy memory, Linda, you just mm-hmm. talked about. Or I've had something sad happen in my life, mm-hmm. and they become depressed. So I want to reach out to you today, too, and say, re-look at that tree. Wherever they are, they're all over the city right now. Re-look. It's a tree of hope. It's a hope because God came for you. Mm-hmm. And he comes to touch you in this season because he is the reason for this season. Well, we want to talk about the legacy, Linda, that we have. You read that scripture from Revelation that the angels showed us the river of water. That was the the tree of life. And, the, and, and God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit said, let us remove it. Let's say eat of it forever. So they transplanted that lead, that tree across the bridge where the the life of Jesus Christ on the cross was to heaven, and it's it's planted by the river of life. And so yes, it when is. we look at how important that <clears throat> legacy is, you can't help but get excited. Well, exactly. I mean, if you go through the rest of that, it says blessed are those who wash the robes that they may have the right to eat of the tree of life and go through the gates into that city. So Jesus is saying, come, come to me. Wash in the river. Let's re- Washing just means to repent. Just say, okay, you know what? Yesterday was yesterday. I can't change it. I know. But today is a new day. God is reaching out to me. He's touching me. He understands everything. Um, and it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. The star that hangs on that cross. He's under it, under the tree, and on the tree, Linda. Amen. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is very. And he's he's just said, root yourself in me. <clears throat> so it's 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 pretty uh powerful. Um, You know, Christmas is not just about this baby in a manger. It's the entire story of Christmas. It's about the time of Christ, the sent one of God. Um, We want to relook at that that beginning, that rooted. Why why does he say he's the root? Mm -hmm. I think that's something we need to look at today. Why is he the root of all things? And then um, we have a deeper understanding that what we become rooted in is then what we become. We become beautiful mm-hmm. like that Christmas tree because we're growing in in and through him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, it is exciting to think that God loved us enough that he had a plan. And we want to talk about some of those that he used to give us the legacy of the Jewish roots. Amen. And I know that there's a subject very dear to your heart. And so yes, we're going to really look at it closely. But one of the things that is so important it's not that we just look at yesterday when Jesus, you know, when when God spoke, said, you know, take out the tree. I'm going to give you a new tree. We're going to look at some of the people that he used to really uh, fertilize that tree of knowledge, that tree of life that came from the li- original living tree in, in the garden. That sounds like that's a little bit technical for a little old lady. <laughs> but I tell you, it is simplistic, Linda, yes, because it is. it is true. that You can't have a tree without roots. That's right. You know, our friend Greg Abbott was running in Memorial Park in Houston. 
and it had had one of those gully washing trains, uh, rains. And it, just as he passed a tree, the wind blew it over on him and broke his back. And he's in a wheelchair today. But he praises God for that, Linda. Yes, I've heard his testimony, Governor Abbott, and I'm telling you, he said, because not that long ago, uh, right after his reelection, you know, somebody got after him about, oh, well, why didn't, you know, God miraculously heal you if he's a God of miracles? And he said, I've done more as in this wheelchair than I've ever done. I'm in a higher place of authority. Mm -hmm. And he said, because God's ways are not our ways, but I trust him. I trust him. We're going to talk when we come back about what real roots come out of Israel right after this. You know, the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at one 1-888-988-9736 and visit texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. 
Time now for more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest Linda Chandler. Love Talking today about Christmas trees, roots, vines, and fruit. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today with one of my favorite friends, Linda Chandler, Reverend Linda Chandler. And, and Linda is, is a, a long-time uh, seeker and searcher for God's connection and roots. And, and I know, Linda, you do a lot of work in the area of, um, uh, of study on the life of... Um, well, it's, he's a Jewish root and the Jewish root. Absolutely. And I, I want Christians and me as a Christian, I have come to really understand that because that was a Jewish baby produced by two Jewish parents. Let's uh, talk that about that. The first ones that God made that promise to, we, we mentioned Adam and Eve. And now, you know, we don't know how much time passed and he spoke to Abraham. Yes. Yes. Well, Abraham is who we look at um, in in the Second Testament, which a lot of people call the New Testament, but I, I call it the Second mm-hmm. Testament because if you have the First Testament, which would be the Old, the First Testament, the Second Testament says on two things, two or more things, a truth is established. And so I like we're joined to the Old Testament. You cannot ever get away away from that. That's mm-hmm. our Jewish root. And then it, our our the Second Testament. Or the new, what people call. So <clears throat> when you look at those, where did it start? And in the book of Matthew, there's a whole line. If you go to your Bible yes. today, Matthew 1, there's this long list of names that nobody ever wants to have to read. But there's genealogy. Oh, yeah, the genealogy of Jesus. That's his tree, his family okay. tree. And I, I, I've, I'm actually preaching off of that this uh, Christmas season because it's just, I'm it's so profound. It's 41, uh, 40, over 40 names. It starts with Abraham and ends with um, Jesus Christ. And then it talks about the, in the perfection of things he came. But let's go back. Where does the legacy start? It starts with Abraham. He starts the family line. And, um, and, in, and in Jewish culture, for this right, family mattered. Absolutely. Family was everything. It gave you your context. Uh, it gave you your origin so people could understand where you came from, why you did what you did. And um, it's that family tree of Jesus Christ. All of us have a family tree. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, if you look at that, that gives you great hope because within Jesus' own lineage were mm, people that didn't always do the right thing. Right. There's more men because usually... In Jewish culture of that time, everything came through the man, the yes. seed of the man. Still does to some degree. Pretty much. But, but, so it's patriarchal, but mm-hmm. there's four women in there. And those four women, Matthew's trying to tell us, play very, very important yes. parts. And But within then, this whole lineage of, say, 36 men's names, four women's names, the point becomes that, the hope is there for us because there was some liars in there. There were some cheaters in no. there. There were some adulterers in there. There was a murderer within there. And you're going, oh, in the Bible? Yes, because God worked his glory through that. And he began to establish who the perfect one, Jesus, would be as God worked through each one of those persons' lives and his righteousness, his faithfulness. That's what gives us the hope. Mm-hmm. And even starting with Abraham, where 
there's the reference for us in Abraham, and it says this in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. It starts this hope of blessing with God calling Abraham. I don't know. Maybe you'd like to read that. It says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. He was going to make them. He's going to bless them. Exactly. I will make you, though. I you don't make have your... to make you. I know. And he said, I'll make your name great. Right, but that's God's great. doing it. Yeah. And that's the problem with our Western culture. We think we got to make it happen. i got to make it happen. But if you turn it over to God, he says, I can make it happen. And then what does he say? I will make you a blessing. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. That means he will polish. That's right. Yeah. All the people on the earth will be blessed through, through you. you. That was Abraham. That's right. So he, he begins this story, the God's story. And that's what we look at. And that's what we do. And so it's so important we understand that. And we are grafted into that story. Mm-hmm. We are the spiritual seeds of Abraham. And it's just, it's just so incredible. Um, as I reflected on Abraham, why was he that, that such that foundational piece? Number one, because it was he was obedient to God, God's will. God told him, get out of where you are. He was in a very pagan uh, yeah. land. God said, I want you to take your wife and I want you to get out of here. And I want you now. I want you to think about what if somebody came to us today and said, Okay, Linda, out of Austin. I need you out of Austin. Well, where am I going to go? Well, just go. I'll be with you. That took an enormous amount of courage. Courage. And and then so obedience is based on the courage to not know everything. Mm-hmm. But your hope is lodged there. He hoped in God. So he went. And uh, he left everything behind to follow God. And And his hope was in this blessing. Okay, God says, I'll bless you. I'll be and there it was for so you. real to him. It was personal, Linda. And you know, he he did a great job. Uh, but the the blessing was not general to everybody. It only came as they did like Abraham, and it's true today. It's you've um, got to be obedient to his voice when he calls you, when he asks you to come to him, where he's taking you. It's just obedient. But, you know, it got so bad there for a while. You know, as we look at the prophet Ezekiel, mm-hmm. one day was just so disturbed. His, the life that he was looking at is much like the life we look at today. Yes, yes, and, it was. And he was complaining to God. You know, he like a Habakkuk did that. Habakkuk yes. went out and said, you better do something. And when you do something, I'm right on the billboard so everybody can see it. Right. But Ezekiel was crying. I mean, he was crying out to God, and God made him a promise. He said that um, uh, I will will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a new heart of flesh. That's Jesus, Linda. Well, sure it is. You know, it says in the Revelations that the uh, testimony of Jesus is the spirit of the prophets. So prophets were what made the soil for the tree to grow. Um, So they may not have been in his family tree, his legacy, Mm -hmm. but the prophets, their testimony, like the Ezekiel, because Ezekiel was hundreds of years past uh, Abraham. Abraham, And it's when the people had fallen off. They were, you know, pagan and just kind of lost hope. And they'd been captured. 
Much like America. Much like America. But yet Ezekiel kept holding on to the hope and saying, but you know what? God's going to do something. He's going to put a new heart in us. He's going to give us a new spirit. Again, that's for us today. Every day we can say, okay, Lord, you told Ezekiel you'd give him a new heart and a new spirit. He can give that to us. And that... That was even for me this Christmas season when I said, okay, Lord, you know, why am I going to do the tree? And he's like, because I, I want you to have that wonder like a child. Yeah. It's, I'm giving you hope. He wants to give America hope today. We've been through a huge battle with uh, the election and different sides and different opinions. Everybody has that. Lies. And, and, and just all this stuff. But God has chosen a change. Mm-hmm. And God has put put the person in. That yes. we are going to pray for. We Absolutely. are going to hold their feet, you know, through prayer. And, uh, and I think he's doing something to America's heart. Well, that's where we are in America because <clears throat> we're we much like and spirit. We're much like the people that Ezekiel got disgusted with. Oh, absolutely. And he went before God and cried out. And that's what America's doing today. And we need to continue to do that. I saw Time magazine yesterday. They chose Donald Trump for the cover. But it said President-elect Trump, um, President of of the United States of America, a divided nation. Mm. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? They put a divided nation instead of what? what is it that will unite us? Mm-hmm. It's hope that unites people, mm-hmm. right? divides mm-hmm. them. That is good. That is real true. Well, you know, when we look at Ezekiel's life as the Old Testament, the power of God would come down in periods of time. And then, you know, it was mm-hmm. like with Moses. Moses mm-hmm. would go up to the mountain, talk to God, mm-hmm. and come back down. He'd have to cover his face. Yes. Because the Shekinah glory, that yes. glory that comes from being uh, in in the hands of God. You know, yes. you've got it, Linda. Sometimes I have it. I don't know what it no, is. No, you have it all. Uh, you know, the people would change their heart by the what they saw. Yes. And so God said to him, you put your mantle on. You know, that's kind of the way we are in America to a degree today is that we we are we kind of as Christians have covered ourselves up. And God is saying it's time for an awakening. It is time to wake up. And I think that's what um, the president uh, administration has brought us to, and I think that we've got one more chance because there's gonna, there will be a time of reckoning. We we want to talk about uh, the vines, the roots. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the roots now. Let's talk about the vines mm-hmm. when we come back. Uh, you know, uh, in Isaiah, Jesus said, uh, sing about a fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no harm may come to it. In days to come, Jacob will take root, Israel bud, and a blossom, and fill all the world with fruit. Fill all the world with fruit. How big a job is that, Linda? Well, I think it's huge because we would be the fruit that the vine has. Yes. So we need to talk about that when we come back. Yeah, because Jesus says... I am the vine. That's right. Right after this. Stay with us for Love Talk. Hello, folks. This is Van Davison with Operation Christmas Child. Every year, people join me, The Bridge 1120, and Franklin Graham's team in sending shoeboxes filled with surprises and love to children around the world. 
Because soccer is a universal sport, I pack a deflated ball and a pump in my boy boxes, along with pencils, toothpaste, and a toothbrush. Join me and millions in this exciting ministry. Call 512-990-2600. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Join me now as we get back to Love Talk with your host, Evelyn Davison, and Linda Chandler's her guest today. They're talking about Christmas trees, roots, vines, and fruit. Thank you, John. We are in studio today here in Austin, Texas. Today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge, talking with one of my sweetest friends, Linda Chandler. Linda, we've been talking about what it is that God promised and what it is He has delivered. And well, what we, it is we can make. And we've been talking about that Christmas tree. But but I think we're going to switch. We've talked about the soil that the, the prophets were doing, the soil, um, to, to make that tree grow. But it's a little bit of a kind of over here, and I'm going to do it like a string of lights that we would put on, okay. on the Christmas tree. Um, Isaiah, the prophet, references that there will be a vine that will save the world. And I think you read that right before we... Mm-hmm. Uh, went to break. And let, let's, it says, think about a fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it. In days to come, Jacob will take root and Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. You see, from that Jewish root now, as we're growing, because Jesus is going to come, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, and say, I am the vine. 
Okay. So now the root, <clears throat> we go to this vine, and I want us to think about this vine that saves the world, that there was going to come a time, and even though the people had, you know, fallen away and, and uh, all of that, but there would still be this vine that God is watering us. So you may not, as a listener, feel like God is, you know, hearing you or talking to you. So what would you think? But if you're in the vine, if you get into that, he's watering you. He's, he's preparing you. He's getting you ready to receive what he has uh, for you. Hosea, the next prophet, went and said, People will dwell again in its shade. They will flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the vine. So vines put on fruit also. Again, it makes me think about that string of lights like we have on the Christmas tree, the beautiful lights. So we become like that. And it leads us straight to Jesus. Straight to Jesus, doesn't it, Evelyn? It does. Where? What does he say in John? What does he say? He says that I am the vine, you are the branches. Exactly. What is the vine? The vine is the life. It is. Uh The life that God has grown and provided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Since I am the true vine and my father is a gardener. You know, that is, Jesus has a sense of humor. (laughs) Yes, he does. And he says, uh, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. You know, that's that's what you do with a tree. But I, but I wanted I want to tell you something that in the Hebrew where this is about cutting off, there's also an alternate uh, thing because sometimes people get scared about this and they say, yeah, okay, I mean, well I've just been cut off. The, yeah. There's no hope for me. And in, in I've been studying vineyards, and uh-huh. so in in vine growing and in in. Uh, Look around Texas. We have lots of vineyards yes. coming up. That's going to be a, we're going to be the new, whatever, the California, Napa Valley. Yes. But any, go to Fredericksburg and everything. So I've been studying that. Why is that happening? And I, I think it's also a visual picture like the Christmas mm-hmm. tree. <clears throat> when it, a vintner, vines like to grow towards the ground. And if you, if you look at a vineyard, they're up on a pole and they're mm-hmm. about waist high. And so when the vine starts crawling down, this means when it says he cuts off, really there's an alternate thing that says he lifts up the branch. Uh, because the branch, if it grows down towards the ground, won't bear fruit. No. And so because they get dusty and dirty, and, and so it says he lifts them up. So it'll be become more fruitful. Well, he he's lifting up that branch. He's washing it off. That's what a vintner does, yeah. a vine grower. And and so we could think about you're in a process of being lifted up, so you will bear more fruit. And when when you look at that illustration of you know literal illustration mm-hmm. in agriculture, uh, there are different modes that you know different wineries. Different kinds of wine. Uh And that's the same way with us. We're not all alike. We've got, you know, there are different things. And sometimes, you know, we do have some branches that he cuts off. And he said, but there is a condition with all this, Linda. And that condition is this. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain, remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That me exactly. We're going right back to Abraham, where it says, "says those people that are in you, Abraham, that have come out of you, I'm going to bless those." So when we're united in this story, abiding in this story, remaining in this story, 
God is not going to let us go. And we have to keep saying, you know, Lord, I'm in you. I'm in you. I'm in you. And then what what did the Lord tell Abraham? I will make you. So right here he's tending the bridge. I will Mm -hmm. help you through this time of uh, joy or time of sorrow. I am the Lord. My ways are not your ways. But if you remain in me. I'll take you through it. Yes, he says, if you remain in me and my word. Yes. Who is the word? Jesus Christ. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Exactly. That's it. That's different than in you, for you. He goes before us, Linda. You know, I think about my life and people ask me, Ellen, how, how, how have you been able to do, especially at, you know, the age I am now, I'm 85. Some of the things that you do, it's not me. It's it's that life motto that we preach everywhere we go. He plus me equals we. Yes. He's doing that through you. You have just been obedient to let him use you. Just the vine. Because he will prune it. You know, he'll get you to where you bear fruit. Oh, I I will tell you, I have had branches cut off. I promise you. Oh, I promise you. You know, because we are... Uh, even when we want to be childlike, babies are self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us have been where we've self-absorbed, and God's got to come and go, oh, got to nip that, nip that off. I'll just nip that little mm-hmm. branch off, you know, where she's yeah. all about her or whatever, because it needs to be it's training. Is it, what is it is training. It is, it's the school of discipline. There's nothing wrong with discipline. It's not, he's not punishing you. He, the school of discipline is, I'm shaping you up so you do even better than you did before. <laughs> I did. Lord, that shaping's a little painful sometimes. It is painful, but it is so needed in our lives. So sometimes if you're going through a little bit of hard thing, just think, okay, I'm getting a little nip-tuck here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Or a little polishing sometimes. Absolutely. Polish is where we are. Uh, this week, uh, last week, uh, we had a... Uh, I did a program with Dr. Peters, Carol Peters, and um, she talked about how it is in life that we uh, we take the gifts, some of the gifts that God has given us, and we use those for the wrong reasons. You know, we just get out there and yes. think that I run my own world, and then how God does use, and we were talking Specifically about some uh, in, some some problems, and when you know when she left, um, I just thought, you know, Lord, it is a wonderful thing that she has that mind for a med- for she's a surgeon um, that can bring these things to a place where they're recognized and where you can use her to deal with it. And she lost her husband just a few. Months ago, and uh, we were talking about how it is that you make it through the holiday season, Christmas and New Year's, uh, with the blues, you know, in the dumps. When you get out in the dumps, I tell you sometimes the Lord works in the dumps, Linda. Yes, he does. He works in the dumps. He stirs that ground on which we stand so that it's more fertile. And when you look at where we are, we have great opportunities to be used up. Well, we do. We do. And the thing about it is, is that he's not basing this on, did you go to church four times this month? Did you do this? Did you do that? He's based on it. 
did you remain in me? Do you yeah. come to me when you have the blues? You know, because he's faithful when we're unfaithful. Yeah. And we just have to push back at those things and we have to say, you know what, Lord, help me in the joy and the hope of this season. It's everything we've talked about today. And you ask the Lord, you're the faithful one. I'm remaining in you. You're the vine. Let the sap flow. Let the life flow to me. And you know what that is? It's love. Yes, it is. It is our love for him and his love for And so what is the object of the vine is to bear fruit. And and it says, this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, the world looks at us and see what our fruit is. You know, we're on we are on stage all the time as Christians. And, and it's not about how much you've done or how many mm-hmm. people, or it's not about that. It's about what are your actions based on. It's about the the fruit of the spirit. Yes, and you know well, there's a great example of that in the mother of Jesus and Mary. Yes. Mary uh, started uh, as a young girl. Uh, she gave birth to life eternal. And she she knew the story. She knew God's plan, but she didn't know that plan was going to be for her until God spoke to her in a way that she understood. It is time for us to take our break. We come back. We want to talk about how the found the legacy before Mary changed with the legacy after Mary. Amen. In response to Ezekiel, where God told him, "I'm going to take out your old cold, stony hearts." and put in a new heart, a heart of love, right after this thing. You know, the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at one. 1-888-988-9736 and visit TexasSEO.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. One more segment of Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Linda Chandler. Today's topic is Christmas trees, roots, vines, and fruit. Yes, this is Evelyn. Thank you, John, and thank you to all those wonderful sponsors that make it possible for us to be here. We've done radio, John, for 32 years in Austin, and that was fruit of a a rebellion that I went through. (laughs) We have in studio today with my friend, Reverend Linda Chandler. We've been talking about trees and roots and fruit, and we... Believe. Vines that bear fruit. Absolutely. Vines. I missed that one. Uh, 
you know, the vine, Jesus says, I'm the vine and we're the branches. Yes. And the branches lift, you know, they hold that fruit. Yes, they but, do. But, you know, that was, Ezekiel said there would come a day, he promised, God told him, there would come a day when I am going to change a person's heart. Yes. Take it out. Give yes. him a new heart. And that new heart is Jesus. Let's talk about how God spoke to Mary and Joseph and um so that they produced the, the fruit the, of love. The fruit of love. Absolutely. Because we do know that it was love on that cross. When he spread out his arms and died on the cross, it was, you know, I have that picture of where it says, I love you this much, which is endless if you think about his arms being spread out. <clears throat> well, I think Mary, you know, she's one of the only four in that ge- four women in that genealogy out of, you know, 40 men um, that that she's put with Joseph. And I, I, I think, you know, they were young people. They were so young. They mm-hmm. said she's probably about 14 years old. She had still that heart that, you know, for God. And it hadn't, it hadn't gone through all that rebellion and everything. And here she is, this young woman, and that angel appears to her. So supernatural something happens. And the angel just says, the Lord's with you and that you're very special to him. You see, that's how the Lord wants us all to know. We're all special to him. Um, and uh, he tells her she's going to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm betrothed to somebody, but, you know, yes. we're, we've not been together as man and wife. And uh, the angel just says, you know, don't worry about it. That God's going to do this. See, again, she expected it to, not for herself, Linda. Right. But for her time. Exactly. And so, because they've been looking for the Messiah. And so she just says, okay, God can do the impossible. He can do anything. Isn't that exciting? And again, she is so much like an Abraham. God said, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And so, in essence, and and we know that he said, but you have to leave out of here. It's the same thing with Mary. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to overshadow you, and you're going to bear this baby for me. And so she simply does what Abraham did. She's obedient. Okay, Lord, you can do anything. Again, it's being open to what God can do in your life, and great things happen when we're open to do what God wants to do through our lives. You know, um, that word overshadow, uh, for a long time I, I had trouble with that. And then just one day it just came to me that the shadow of the Lord Jesus of the cross mm. is is as important as the cross itself was. And that's what we see now. We don't see the actual cross. We see where Jesus was, the shadow, the, the forming of that in a way. It's the power. It, it's yes. the power. It's, it's that unexplicable glory right. and power that come over us. Well, when you think about Mary, Mary knew the roots. She yes. knew the story. She was, right. She knew that one day, someday, God was going to send Messiah. And, of course, you know, their expectations that it would be a military, you know. Movement. Yes, it would be a conquering king that would bring in world peace, yes. put down the enemy. And so that's where a lot of our Jewish friends are today. They're waiting. And that's why Christmas is the whole story, because it's not he's not a baby. He's not the lamb that was slain. That's already been done. Mm-hmm. He is the coming king. 
He, Jesus is going to show up, and he is the Messiah everyone has waited for. He's already our, as Gentiles, or, or those that are grafted in, he's already our Messiah. But And we call him the king. We wait for him, his kingship to appear. And when it does, then the Jews are going to go, oh, my goodness. Yes. You it's know, going to be an exciting time. It but, is an exciting time. But, you know, gee, the word says there is no remission of sin except for apart from the shedding of blood. Yes. And there is no blood atonement being made today in, exactly. you know, in Israel. Right. In, in the, in the line. And so that's why they stand on the word of God and, and they, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so interesting because then you have John who said in the beginning was the word and the word of God was God and the word, you know, he's he is the God. word. He is God. Yeah. So it, they're still in their form, you know, looking out, they're looking to God, they're looking at the Messiah. He just hasn't visibly come for them like he did for us uh-huh. at this time. You know, when you look at at, at the the original promise, when God, when God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together looked out over the garden, yes, and said, "Let us do this." Yes, let us make humankind in our. It's a plural, our image. So we see it all there, and we get we get that understanding. And that is the roots by which you know Abraham himself expected someday mm-hmm. you know someday mm-hmm. when you look at at where we are right now Linda uh, our nation is looking for Messiah they're looking for a savior they're looking people so are true. people are looking for answers to the issues of life you know why am i here what 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 am i supposed to be doing what can i do that i'm not doing what should i what should I throw away? What should I keep? Every day, I'm sure Mary probably had some of those thoughts herself because she knew that was going to be a life-changing. It was even a death march for her. Oh, definitely. Definitely. She could have been stoned yes. for what she came forth. Um, I, I think it's so interesting because in part of that story <clears throat> where you have the the that 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 overshadowing of who that this is going to be the king of kings. And you have the wise men, and our listeners are probably... Uh, it says that Mary pondered all these things and kept them in her heart. So if we take all of what we've talked today and wrap it up in our heart, you know, that's that new heart, that new spirit, and know that Jesus came. He is love. He is the appointed Messiah of the hour. He is God's love that came down. We don't have to go up to get God. He comes down to us. Once he enters, he never leaves. His exactly. Is because he's faithful mm-hmm. when we're unfaithful. We're made worthy because of his worthiness. Well, let's talk a little bit about the fruit. Okay. In John 10.10, 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, that's what happened in the garden. Absolutely. In the garden of love, that's what happened. He said, But I have come that they may have life and love and life abundantly. That's the Living Testament version. You know, when you look at that, Linda, that is one of the greatest promises that we have in our world today, that Jesus says, I have come, the thieves come, but I have come 
and there is an answer to the issues. A- absolutely. And in fact, you can, I, I quote this verse all the time, I, 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 all the time, because here's the thing. When you're making a choice, all you have to say is, is this choice life-giving or is it something that will steal my life or knock me down? Depression is not a life-giving emotion. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that, that's where you say, Lord, you say you came to give life. Lift this off of me. And let me tell you something. He will do it. I have been there. I've lost, You know that I've lost a child in our mm-hmm. lives. So I've gone through that valley of the shadow of death of grief. Um, and I will tell you, God was there every step of the way for me. Every step. He's life-giving. Mm-hmm. He is there to give us life. If there's nothing else in this Christmas season, it's the season of life. Yes, and love. And then he says in John eleven twenty five, he he's talking to a woman here. He said, I, I, that's a big I, mm-hmm. I am the resurrection and the life. The ones who believe in me will live even though they die. He has said they will live forever. That's you know, right. One of the reasons we have a lot of problems, uh, even in our day-to-day, is we're living in time. And God yes. made us for eternity. Yes. Well, he's outside of time. Yes. That's why I'm saying people, people, look to the one that's outside of time. He's not constricted mm-hmm. by time. Or anything. He's not constricted by anything. So that's why he says, my ways are not your ways. It's because yeah. I'm, I'm the better choice here. I bring you life. And, I bring you life. And, and with life comes power. You know, when you look like, I, I've thought about this. What would, uh, with knowing and, and sharing what you've gone through with your son, what what would I do? What would I say? What would I think? How would I live if my son David uh, was not here? How would I live if my son Danny was not here? You know, there is a void that comes, and I know that, and I yes. grieve with you for that. But you know what's bigger than that, Linda? It's the hope. Oh, it's the hope, and it's the hope. I will see him again. Yes. I, I have this assurance because he he did know Jesus, and he did know that, and I have the assurance that he's my deposit in heaven. So I have that hope. Um, but I also know that God's will for me is life mm-hmm. and goodness and blessing. And, you know, that's our next scripture, Linda. It's John 15. This is my life verse, John fifteen sixteen. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Jesus was speaking this to his disciples. This is my command, love each other. You know, that's what we would say to you today as you're listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that he wants us to come to know him so that we can love our life and love each other. And let's go through the ABCs of that, Linda, real quickly. You know, if we're going to become, if we really want to be like Jesus and have a lie, we have to acknowledge that there is sin in our life. Oh, yeah, that we miss the mark all the time. And then we have to believe that he came. And he washes it away under his blood, his shed blood. That's the blood of love. Mm-hmm. Why do we think love? It's always represented as red. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, that that uh, we have to decide. We've got to make. We've got to. We have to confess that we believe. Yes, 
They have to confess that and say, you know, I might not understand every piece of this story, Lord God, but I confess that you are the living hope. You are the living God. You are the God of love. You want to give life. Well, we... We thank you so much, Linda, for being with us today. And in closing, I would say to you, uh, you right where you are right now, you can just say yes to Jesus. And he will come in just like he did to Mary and begin to minister to your yes. heart as you see him. Linda, give us your uh, contact information. Um, if you want to contact me, you can go to um, Linda at hostministries.org. That's all one word, host, H-O-S-T, ministry. Uh, uh, dot org, or you can. I, I'll take a personal call. Five one two two zero three seven two nine three. That's five one two two zero three seven two nine three. Um, and I'm going to pray for you. Alrighty, thank you so much for being with us, Linda. And we just pray that you'll have a wonderful week as you let the Lord Jesus begin to prepare in you a, a hymn of praise. Have a great week. the world has changed. Getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you connect with your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and the partner you can rely on to help navigate through ever-evolving digital landscape needs. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at one 1-888-988-9736 and visit texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find us in the number one position. 